You're listening to Season 2, Episode 8 of Talk and Rock with GMH. Let's talk and rock. It's Talk and Rock with GMH. Welcome to the podcast where we talk rock. I'm your host, GMH, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, Jaden, who I haven't talked a whole lot about on the podcast, who is best known for, I guess, his work um, in different places on the internet, he also releases music, and he signed to DTA Records, which is Travis Barker's record label. And his new album, Tell Me About Tomorrow, is coming uh, this summer. And I'm actually kind of excited about this album because I actually don't mind some of his songs. And I think I've talked about this before, actually, but his newest song that he released today, June 4th, called Think About Me, is his best one, in my opinion. It just starts off with, you know, signature Travis Parker drum intro. And Jaden has a really cool voice. when he sings low, he's got this very unique tone to it, and he just presents his voice super well. And then he always or often goes up high for those choruses, which works for a lot of his songs. Travis Barker, I talk about this a lot, is a mastermind when it comes to music and creating um, all these new masterpieces with all these different artists. And I feel like he's got a good ear. He's got a good vision on who he wants to work with. And I, I, think, I think he's going to do some great things with Jaden and create some really awesome music with him, hopefully. The Serling Graves album, which I was talking about, which we had Danny Graves on the podcast, two members from The Watchmen, uh, Joey Serling and Danny Graves. I'm um, patiently awaiting for the vi- the vinyl for uh, their new record. I've streamed it, of course, and I also can't wait to hear it on vinyl. And if you haven't, go give that a listen. I'm I I really like it. And for uh, fans of uh, the Watchmen, uh, highly recommend you listen to it and sort of hear that new evolved sound um, with two core members of 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 the group. Now, I got to get this guy on the podcast one day, but Nathan James is somebody who I've actually been listening to a lot lately. Uh he's actually a photographer and he shot the album cover for Machine Gun Kelly and he's done work for other artists like Swaco, Avril Lavigne, Mod Sun, and yeah, he just does a lot of uh, work with a lot of amazing artists and he's a very talented photographer and has shot some of the best album covers of of the year for sure but besides that he also has his own music and I feel like it's pretty underrated and it's similar it's it's funny how it's actually similar to the people who he also works with it's that sort of new punk rock uh, or modern like pop punk sound and he did a song with uh, Swaco, I believe, 
and he's done um, his own songs, of course. His newest release, Contain Myself, uh, is one of my favorites. It's just like a, a short and sweet, just like right at it, uh, punk song. And yeah, I just think he's pretty underrated for his own work himself. Like he's got playlisted and stuff, but with his own music, I don't think he's gotten a lot of the attention he deserves because I think uh, he's also got his own super unique super unique sound. Now, we've got a great interview coming up next with musician Chris Ulrich. But first, we got to get into the song of the week. Now, this week's song of the week is Crazy Mama by J.J. Kale. Now, I started listening to J.J. Kale actually recently because when Boy Golden was on the podcast at the beginning of season two, he was telling me about um, J.J. Kale and his sort of unique sound for the time. And I like this song, Crazy Mama, because it's just really straightforward with those guitar licks in the background and that uh, the, the drum machine. But it sort of also carries like a psychedelic sound along with it too. And is just really, really well put together and... I I really actually like this album. I've been listening to it a lot over the past little while, naturally. Um, So yeah, so that's this week's Song of the Week. Hey everyone, so today our special guest on the podcast is Chris Ulrich. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So firstly, uh, how did you get started with playing music? Oh, um, from a pretty young age, my, uh, my, my parents had me in piano lessons. And my mom was the piano player in church, and it was kind of that start. And uh, I really despised piano lessons as a kid, so I begged them to not take piano lessons anymore. I really wanted to play bass. Mm-hmm. And so I played bass for a while. And then uh, I had an auntie in Golden, B.C. who sent me a classical guitar on a Greyhound bus to Lac de Bonnie, where I'm from. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I went to the gas station and picked it up one night, and kind of the rest is, rest is history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, like as a musician, uh, who are some of your, you know, main influences as a as an artist? Sure. I mean, it it, kind of depends. I have a lot of I mean, I guess general influences, I say, would be people like Lucinda Williams. Um, Blake Mills has been a huge one recently. Um, I've been really into Sam Evian. He's kind of an um, like a newer artist, I guess you could say he does a lot of recording. Okay. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge Beatles fan, have been my whole life. My brother kind of got me into them. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, all, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm just a fan of music in general, mm-hmm. um, whether that be, you know, hip hop or metal or, or um, country, kind of all over the map. I just love music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, that's a great thing to sort of um, build on your own music. Now, uh, as a songwriter, uh, when did you start? When do you, when do you get started with uh, actually writing music? I think from from pretty early on. Um, I remember I had my first my first kind of guitar was this three string guitar that was in the basement. It was an acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. and I remember my sister had a party. She was about, I think she's six years older than me, and I remember she had a bunch of friends over, and I was I was probably like eight at the time or something. And I remember I had this guitar and I was just banging away on it in the room. 
making up this song, hoping that someone would hear me playing this song. <laughs> one of her friends would be like, cool song. No one ever did. But <laughs> so uh, from a pretty young age, um, I, I think the guitar was was probably the first instrument I started writing on, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And um, I mean, with with your own yeah. music, have you always sort of played on your own or have you ever been part of any other music projects? I've done a lot of, um, I guess most of my early 20s were, were spent freelancing, playing guitar for other people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was still making records and, and writing at that time, but I wasn't really fully pursuing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I've been a, been a part of a lot of different music projects, but as of, I guess, the past like two, two three years has been a, a lot more concerted effort to, to uh, kind of put energy behind my own stuff. Yeah, and has that helped you with your own music? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like I've grown so much as a writer and, uh, and as a producer and as a player mm-hmm. and, um, I'm, I'm really thankful and, and still, I still do a lot of the freelance stuff too. And, and I've learned so much through doing that. Um, but there's no denying that when I started focusing on my own stuff that I think I, I started to, uh, it just got a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you first started releasing like your own music, um, what was the production like for your for your first, um, I guess, releases? Yeah, so for the first um, the first record I put out under my own name um, was a record called Moonshine, and I okay. did it in Winnipeg um, with uh, a fantastic engineer, J.P. Lorando, and he had like a home home basement studio kind of setup. Yeah, and the Bros Landreth. Um, I had uh, Joey Landreth play guitar, Ryan Voth play drums, and Dave Landreth played played bass. Yeah. And we kind of cut that record just live off the floor. Um, I think I overdubbed the vocals and added some other electric guitar, but the record's pretty much live off the floor uh, at JP's place there. And then kind of fast forward to um, my most recent record. Yeah, um, I did that out at a studio in Vancouver called Afterlife, and I did it. Um, I kind of went out there just to get drum sounds initially, but ended up doing a whole bunch of stuff, getting vocals and acoustic and the engineer ended up playing bass on the record, mm. um, which was kind of a, a happy accident. He's, he, and yeah, it was fantastic. I, I, I love his playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of moving forward into the, into the stuff I'm putting out this summer, um, it's become a lot more DIY. I mean, as kind of because of the pandemic, but I've been using yeah. a lot more drum machines, a lot more synths, and just doing a lot more stuff in my little home studio here, which has been, it's been fun. I like, I don't really want to make the same record over and over again, so yeah. I really like, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the process for this one for sure. Yeah, so your new, your new uh, album, Pacific Central, could you tell us a little bit about, um, about, about, about that record? For sure, what do you want to know? <laughs> Honestly, like... Um, well, you talked a little bit about the production. If you want to go more in depth with, I guess, like the 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 crafting of of the album, sort of. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the majority of those songs I had made demos at home that were pretty close to to this to the same arrangements and and production style as as I ended up making for the actual record. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually ended up pulling a, a bunch of elements from those those demos and just dropping them into the new sessions I had made. So um, there's a couple tracks like honest with me. Um, there's still some of the original acoustic guitar. There's still some original um, Mellotron style piano stuff. 
and some Farfisa organ stuff that I just dropped right into the track. And um, the solo on In Spite of Everything was the actual demo solo. So I just, I, I, I had tried to beat it at home. I was like, I'm going to try to do a better quote unquote version of this. Mm-hmm. And it just, for me, the original version of that solo was kind of the purest and, and felt the most honest. So I just yeah, dropped yeah. that in. But um, yeah, as far as the rest of the production, though, I had, it was kind of, um, it was definitely a community effort. I had a lot of people play on it. Um, yeah. I had, the core band was Flavio Cirillo on drums and Eric Nielsen on bass. Um, and then a friend of mine, Scott Galloway, added a whole bunch of Hammond B3 and uh, Prophet Synth and some piano. Uh, Sean Irvin, a fantastic uh, woodwind player, played a bunch of clarinet and saxophone. Julian Bradford played uh, cello and Rory Graham played a bunch of violin and my pal Cody Wasiak played a whole bunch of percussion. And then I had people sing on it. I had Sam Lynch out in Vancouver. She sang on it. Mm-hmm. And um, Liam Duncan, who I think you, you interviewed recently. Yeah, yeah. Boy Golden, yeah, he sang a bunch of harmonies and, um, and edited, like kind of just arranged a lot of the, uh, the audio too. So it was, there's a lot of people involved. It takes, uh, I, mean, I definitely do not claim to have made that solely myself. <laughs> yeah. 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 And was it neat to sort of have like this in the end, this like giant compilation and like amazing piece of art, um, you know, that you had, I guess, created with a bunch of um, other people? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of finding that on the, the new stuff I'm making is pretty much just myself, um, uh, Kieran Placetka on keyboard and Flavio Cirillo on drums. I'm, I'm playing all the bass and doing all the guitar and um doing like the the kind of the br- the brunt of the work yeah and in some ways i really like it because there's a lot of control but in other ways um i kind of miss hearing my my friends voices and and influences on some of the stuff so yeah. it's just it's different you know yeah and um yeah and with this like release was uh was it tough to release it uh during the pandemic or were you sort of just like ready to have it out I was definitely ready to have it out. I'd been sitting on it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was kind of getting to the point where I didn't want to not love the record anymore. And I think when you sit on something for too long, it can kind of, you can kind of lose, lose perspective and maybe lose your love for a little bit. So the timing for me was great, honestly, because I felt like it honestly just gave me so much to do during the pandemic, first of yeah. all. Yeah. And and secondly, it was I was working with people that I really trusted with the, the birthday cake uh, label out of Winnipeg. Um, I just it it was just it felt like the right fit for the record. It felt like they believed in it and they they kind of knew what to do with it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I had some had some kind of nice successes with it with getting some play on Sirius XM and right. um, and that's been that's been really nice. So I. I I'm honestly, in a way, weirdly kind of thankful to have released it in a pandemic because um, it just allowed me a lot of time. It kind of yeah. helped me shift from being a side person to being uh, to, to focusing more on my own my own music, which is I'm very thankful for. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, with the new stuff that you were sort of getting to talk to, like that you were doing um, at home. Like, what can we expect that's, I mean, like a little bit different from previous yeah. releases? 
So I've actually got a record coming out. Um, I have a single dropping tomorrow. Oh yeah. And that there's it's a three song EP, and it kind of is a carryover from Pacific Central. Like there's a lot of similarities in production style and mm-hmm. and songwriting. Um, and uh, yeah, it feels like a cozy little EP. But this the the stuff I have coming out. We're gonna start releasing singles in the summer. Is a lot more. I'd say it's a bit more a bit more upbeat, a bit more of like a summer record. Um, yeah. There's a lot more, I would say, some more bold production choices, like some sounds that I have I have never used before on my own stuff. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. It it feels like it feels it feels familiar and fresh at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And how do you get started with uh, working with Birthday Cake? Um, well, Dave Landreth is one of the one of the label owners, and and Joey Landreth actually, and mm-hmm. so. Um, it was kind of, I had just moved to Toronto and I had, I had this record and I was sending it around to people trying to see, um, who might want to, I want to work with on, on releasing it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they had reached out and, and expressed interest. And, um, yeah, I just kind of, I just kind of followed my gut and, and it seemed like, I mean, I just, I, I love those guys so much. And Stu Anderson has kind of always been even when, even before we were working together, whenever I had questions or, or needed advice, Stu would be, would be very down to send me paragraphs and paragraphs and an email of, of what he would do if he actually was working with me. So I had just a lot of trust in, in those people. And I still do. I, I think they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, sort of going back, I guess, before COVID time, before yeah. COVID times, um, do you have a specific, you know, memory uh, of playing live, whether it be by yourself or as a side person that uh, specifically stands stands out to you that you'd like to share? For sure. I mean, the last the last show in Toronto that that I played was with Boy Golden, and it was at this uh, this bar called the Burdock. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was I think it was like March twelfth or something. The show happened. And I remember there was all this, you know, people were kind of unsure of what to do, but th- things were still open. And we played this show and the energy was was so great and everyone had such a good time. And then like the next day, everything locked down and was like completely done. Um, so I'm, I'm happy that I got to <laughs> got to send off uh, live music with a show like that. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, with being sort of in the time that we're in, do you have you f- found it hard to find inspiration to write music or have you actually found yourself uh writing writing more i found at the beginning i had a pretty pretty hot streak of writing a lot of songs yeah i was i was in a in a couple song clubs where you're writing kind of like a song every week there was a deadline for it with a big group of musicians and so there was kind of a you know not not a bad pressure but like a, a really healthy pressure i think just to complete something every week yeah. and so I did that for, for a few months and, and by the end of that, I was feeling like pretty, like the, uh, the well was drained Yeah, and I've, I've definitely, I would say over the last couple of months I've, I've, I've been slowly getting back into it. Um, but right now I'm honestly just doing, I've been messing around. I've been trying to learn how to play drums. <laughs> so I've been playing drums all day and, and that's been nice, but I'll get back into writing pretty soon. I think I can feel it coming. <laughs> yeah. And do you feel like, I guess, with your new music that you've been able to look at some of those songs that you've wrote in the past? 
pardon me one, one more time with that i didn't i, like, I lost you there for a sec. W- with the new music do you feel like you've been able to sort of look back at things that you've wrote in the past for sure yeah i mean i, I feel like the, the new songs they they i can hear myself in them obviously still i can't escape myself <laughs> yeah but i can i can still hear you know even i can hear elements of pacific central but it's just i just feel like they're 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 a bit more they're just a bit more clever i think is is the way i would put it yeah or sneaky in a good yeah. way not bad sneaky <laughs> <laughs> yeah now i sort of ask this question almost every time i'm not sure if i've missed it yet but do you have any advice for uh musicians um who are just getting i guess started out or with whatever um whether they like whether musically or in terms of actually being a musician do you have any advice in uh that area yeah i mean i would just say just just you gotta you don't have to do anything but it, just keep your love for it you know yeah a lot of times you can get pretty deep into something and 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 kind of once you see how things work you you know it kind of can be disheartening sometimes to see how how the things work but at the end of the day like music is just such a beautiful thing and and my you know my my goal in life and and, and in my career is just to keep that love for it you know and not let that not let that fade away mm-hmm. so cher- like cherish music hold it close don't don't uh don't let it uh, kind of get tarnished Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, so before we wrap up the interview, where can people find all your music, social media, um, all that, all that sort of stuff? For sure. Yeah. So I'm on Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon and Tidal and Deezer and all the streaming platforms under Chris Ulrich. Um, on YouTube, same thing. And on Instagram, I'm at Chris Ulrich. It's all pretty. Uh, yeah. It's all pretty easy to find. Yeah. I'm on TikTok sometimes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah tiktok's a hard one it's such a hard one are you on tiktok um yes but i just don't find myself like even bothering to post at this point yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> all right well thank you so much for coming on the show thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it yeah awesome well thank you so much to chris Ulrich for coming on the show uh thank you all so so much for tuning in And we've got great episodes coming up soon. And I think you're going to like the next, uh, yeah, the next few episodes we have um, for all of you leading in uh, to the, to the, uh, to the summer. And yeah, please be sure to share, follow or subscribe, depending on where you're listening from. Follow us on at Talkin' Rock Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And check out the website for more information, www.talkandrockpod.com. And be sure to download this episode because that helps us out more than you could ever imagine. And yeah, thank you all so, so much for tuning in. I'm your host, GMH, signing off. Let's talk and rock. It's talking rock with GMH.